Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Good morning. Hi, Kelly Shoup here. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever have these days parenting were difficult for me? Well, I can relate. I want you to know you are not alone. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about the overwhelm and how to get you out of overwhelm and onto a smoother struggle-free parenting path with your kids. So I'm Kelly Shoup. I am a longtime parent coach and pediatric occupational therapist, mother of three teenagers. And I have been dealing with parents, raising kids for a very long time. As an occupational therapist, my job is to help parents and kids, because I'm pediatric, um, understand the job of a child. So occupational means job. And it doesn't mean resume, helping somebody find a job that earns income. It means job in the sense of something that is meaningful and valuable and something that a human needs to do in their environment that they're in at the age and stage that they are in. So I am helping kids and I'm helping parents help their kids and all the different things that go into being a kid. And there are so many jobs that a kid has to do. As adults, we really don't think that they have any jobs, but their job is To be a sibling, their job is to get out of bed. Sleep actually is a job for a child. Transition time, they move from one activity to the other, is actually a job for a child to do. So I'm just somebody who's longtime educated and trained in all the different steps for each of these jobs and all the different skills that each job entails. So I help parents get on the path and understand that they need to parent well, to connect with their kids, and for their kids to have the steps and the skills that they need to do the jobs that they need in their everyday life and do them well and successfully. So today we're going to talk about overwhelm. And I just want you to know, like, I don't know any parent who doesn't experience moments of overwhelm. So it is normal. You're not being too hard on yourself. It's just kind of that human nature. And so you don't have to beat yourself up anymore. The one thing I'm always telling parents is there's no right way or wrong way to parent There's just your way. 
Now, yes, there are ways that are more effective. Um, I want to help you be more effective, be more efficient, um, be more connected and engaged and excited about your interaction with your kids. And I have lots of ways of going about that. Um, But today we're just going to talk about overwhelm. The other thing I want you to know about me is that I focus on the body first. So that's different than a lot of other parenting coaches who um, discuss the behavior of kids from kind of a mind or mental perspective. Their approaches might deal with reasoning and, um, you know, judgment and punishment. And mine starts with helping parents figure out what a child's body is communicating to them. And the behavior might be coming out as something that the parent does not desire. It might be a tantrum. It might be an outburst. It might be a meltdown. It might be just not listening, not cooperating, all of those things, I help uncover what's going on with that child's body. Why are they behaving this way? Is there some something underneath a child's skin within the confines of their body that is telling them something is wrong? And so that is why their behavior is coming out as bad behavior. And so oftentimes it's not really intentional bad behavior. It might be something to do with the sensory system, which is how a person takes in all the information from their environment through their hearing, through their vision, through their smelling, through their taste, through their touch, through their movement and body awareness. Humans are taking in information in their systems at every single moment of the day and night. And the senses take it in through the body. It goes into the brain. The brain processes the information, interprets it, and then sends a message to the muscles and joints and the hands and the legs on what behavior to exhibit based on the information that came in. Another system is the nervous system. And the nervous system does entail the brain. We have nerve receptors all over our body and they tell us what's going on. Do we feel safe here? Does this feel okay? Is there some type of alarm? Is there something in our nervous systems that's saying, I'm not safe here. It's too hot. I don't feel good. This person seems um, mean or not you know, not friendly, not approachable. All these things are happening inside a young child's body. And a lot of their reactions are kind of automatic. And so I, when I tell parents this and help them understand what their child is communicating to them based on these different systems inside their body, parents are usually like, oh, okay, I get it. I need to do something or not do something to help my child feel supported and um, assist them in feeling better. And usually the behavior is better and we can deal with it. But in the instance of overwhelm for parents, the first thing I want you to know and the first thing I want you to do is take like five or 10 minutes 
And I want you to do a brain dump, like on a piece of paper, grab a pen and just write down what are the thoughts in your head about what you feel so overwhelmed about? Is it about the summer coming up? Is it about a problem for one of your kids that you're like, I don't know how to fix that? Is there um, kind of something in your gut telling you something is off with one of your kids when you watch them at the park interacting with their peers? You're like, I don't know if that's, if that's right. So there can be so many things going on. So write them down. Just get them out so you can see what they are. The other thing I want to tell you, and I want you to write down also, is write down, because summer is coming up, I want you to write down, what are your, some of your memories of summer as a child? Do you remember, um, you know, the house being super clean? Do you remember just nights when it was dark and you could play out till it was dark and there were lightning bugs or just, I would like for you to just spend again, a few minutes kind of dumping out all the thoughts that you're having that seem to just be circling in your head. And they've got you just again, overwhelmed kind of in this hopeless, like, Oh my goodness, it's too much. But when we write them down, that really helps us. So I also want you to write down expectations you have. And we have so many expectations in our head that a lot of times we don't even know we have. They come from our childhood. Your spouse is going to have them. Expectations are what your family is going to look like this summer, what you're going to do in the evenings, what Memorial Day is going to look like that's coming up, all this stuff. And a lot of times moms are, putting pressure on themselves unknowingly. Like this is all going on in their brain. They don't really know, but they're holding themselves to an expectation or some level of performance with their kids that um, has really no basis. Like it's your kids are safe. Um, nobody's going to die if there aren't cloth napkins and good china used for dinner every night. And so once you get them out on paper and look at them, like, oh, I really don't need to have this expectation of myself. It is such a relieving, like comfortable feeling to know, okay, this, whoever wrote that about, you know, uh, bed out, out of bed, all the kids out of bed by 7 a.m., beds made by 7.15, nutritious breakfast that includes, you know, sliced fruit and eggs and fresh squeezed orange juice. I think a lot of times when you see it in writing, you're like, oh, that, that's crazy. I don't have to be that crazy about breakfast. It can be a banana a child can grab on their own and they can fix themselves their own piece of toast. And so I just want you to be aware because awareness is the first thing. When we're aware, we can say, okay, I'm taking that off the list. And I have had parents like write down all these expectations on a piece of paper and then have them go burn them. Like you don't need these. You don't need this pressure. You don't need this 
invisible woman inside your head. And I think every single woman has one. She's the perfect woman who lives inside her head. And she's always telling us, no, not good enough. You should have been doing this or that, or this would be better. And I'm always saying, just tell her to shut up. We're not listening to her. Okay. So write it down, get all that out. If there are some things that you were like, no, I really, this is a good thing that I need. Okay, then then that's what you need. So you don't have to throw it all out, but just be aware of the things that are not helping you. If you have a thought that is not serving you, like, well, if I don't serve a dinner meal that has two different vegetables and a you know, a fresh grilled meat, um, that means I'm a bad mom. That's not a thought that is ever going to help you. And so I want you to throw that thought out and maybe get a thought like it is summertime. Dinner time is going to be fun with my kids helping me plan meals and eat healthy food. There's a million better thoughts that will help us and set us up for success instead of overwhelm and defeat. So after you've done that brain dump, here is the next thing I want you to answer. Let me see. Um, Here was our brain dump, mindset, memories, expectations. A lot, like all of memories from growing up. I don't remember that the house was perfectly picked up. I don't remember that my bed was made. I know it was, but it probably wasn't an immaculate. So, so many things that we put pressure on ourselves about, they don't matter. They don't matter to our kids. And so I want you to do the things that matter to you and that also matter to your kids in regard to connecting with them, guiding them, helping them grow into who they are supposed to be. But, you know, having a perfectly picked up house every single minute is is not important. It's just not. Okay. Finish this statement for you. If I had it all my way and fill it in. If I had it all my way in the mornings this summer, it would look like this. If I had it all my way on weekends, it would look like this. And just give yourself a few minutes to to write what that would really look like. It's okay to say, if I had it all my way on Saturdays and Sundays, I would not have to get out of bed and fix breakfast for my kids. I want you to be completely honest and write it down. And then we're going to go back and look at it and see where we can get you support. Your husband might be like, oh, if this is really important for you to stay in bed and not have to do breakfast on Saturday and Sunday, he is happy to do that for you. He would love to have a win in his um, court to do that for you. But unless you take a few minutes really writing it down, like if I had it all my way, this, then, then we can't, he can't deliver on it. And also I'm all about you knowing what those things are and voicing some of those things to your kids because 
supporting you and having it all your way is how your kids can contribute. And young kids, even at three years old, they love helping and they are wired to contribute to you and love you and support you. And little things that you can write down that you can know about, we can tell them and they can support you in. So finish that statement. Okay. Transition time and support and set up for success. Okay. This is what it looks like. The transition time is give yourself a couple weeks after you've done the brain dump and some of the expectations have gone out the window and we've let that stuff go. And we've now determined, okay, if I had it all my way, these are my seven things that I really want to happen during the week. And now we're going to figure out how to set yourself up for success with those seven things. And there are so many different ways we can help you do this. And I do this all the time with parents in multiple ways. And whatever you need, don't be afraid to ask for it. It is okay because I promise you, I can help you find a way to get that. And so it might look like paper plates on the weekends. Now somebody might be going, that is so wasteful. I don't know that it really is. I haven't done the math on the cost of water and um, detergent that, I don't know, maybe it wastes a bunch of water when I run the dishwasher all the time. Like with a busy family and three kids and my kids are active, so they eat a lot. There's a lot of dishes. I don't know that it's more expensive to use paper plates on the weekend. But if it gives me relief and comfort to know, okay, at least that's one chore that is off the list, then I'm for it. Or let's say during this transition time, let's try it. Let's see if it's going to work. Another thing is don't be afraid to um, ask for support neighbors, neighbor kids. I, when my kids were growing up, I had all kinds of friends who had older teenager just came home from their first year of college. I would um, get those kids to help all the time, even if I was at home because, um, you know, my kids wanted to have a lemonade stand. Well, I had other things I needed to be doing, but if I could hire a middle schooler for $5 an hour or um, give her some cookies as she's helping with the lemonade stand for my kids, that's, that's easy to do. And so um, I think there are so many parents who have teenagers like myself now. I would love for somebody to say, hey, I could really use your teenager's help this summer. That's such great skill building for them. Such good social development. We need, um, you know, a work ethic, job. So that's helpful for everybody. Um, look into that. The other thing you can do is get your um, community of moms. It could be a few moms on your block. For me, it was a few moms in um, my kids, my oldest ones, kind of preschool group. And we would do like once a week um, dinner and swim. 
at somebody's house. And so it meant, okay, I didn't have to prepare the dinner on that Wednesday night because we were going to be at Carla's house. And it got good, um, you know, time for me. It was self-care for me. It was fun. Um, There was usually alcohol involved. And we just relaxed and had fun. And again, it was summer. So we were not intentionally not going at such a fast pace. We wanted to just slow down, enjoy, and not have such a, a set schedule. And it's so good for your kids to be in that space. So, you know, work with your friends and say, what can we do? How could this look? Um, the five o'clock dinner time crazies, you know, let's meet in the yard. We're going to be playing in a sprinkler. All the kids are in a sprinkler today. They're at your house so I can cook dinner tomorrow. They can be in the sprinkler in my yard. So you can be inside fixing dinner. So use every resource you've got. I have hundreds of them and I am so happy to help you with it. But that transition time and setting yourself up for support is so incredibly important. Self-care for you moms is key. And when I have parents who call me and they are like 911 overload of overwhelm, a lot of time it is because their self-care has, they have none of it. And if you aren't taking care of you and filling your own self-care there's, there's nothing left to give to anybody else. There's nothing left to give to your husband. There's nothing left to give to your kids. And then you're so overwhelmed and you start to um, kind of want to control more and just get more and more in this kind of frenzied state of kind of despair. And so it's okay to allow yourself time to exercise time to quietly take a walk, time to sit outside and drink your coffee and tell your kids, hey, here's 30 minutes to watch this show. Don't come outside. Mommy needs alone time. Perfectly okay to ask for that. Self-care. The other thing you can do, again, I have a million ideas, um, was one thing I did for my kids was I would sign up for a couple camps and knowing that I might not go because I was very intentional about keeping our summers pretty unstructured, but there was, I would, I would start to get stressed thinking, Oh my goodness, what if we're three weeks in and everybody needs something to do and I'm going crazy. So I might sign them up for, you know, a morning sports camp from nine to noon and I might not show up. So what I was paying for was peace of mind. And I knew that up front. So I wasn't stressed that I had to get there. I wasn't mad at myself if we didn't go. I wasn't like, oh my goodness, I just threw, you know, $150 out the, out the door. No, I was paying for peace of mind to know if I needed this on a Tuesday, three weeks from now, when my son you know, wanted some buddies, wanted to play basketball, and he was tired of his little sisters, I could get him to that camp. And so, again, that was a way I was setting myself up for success. 
And I would call the camp and say, hey, we're paid. We might be here. We might not. We might just come one day. And some camps were like, no, that doesn't work for us. You have to be here all day, every day, because this is what's going on at our camp. But some people were like, that's totally fine. So just, you know, again, it takes trial and error to know what you need to do to set yourself up for success and give yourself the give and the take and the time to figure it out and the freedom to be okay with whatever that is. Don't be afraid to ask for it. So allow yourself and trust that it's okay to ask for that. And again, why I am all about finding ways for parents to be set up for the most success is because when you are feeling supported that you have what you need to function this day or this week, then your nervous system and your sensory system and your mental system, you are calm and you are okay and you are at the best place to show up and connect with your kids. And this is the most important thing. Parents, when you're okay and calm, this is the best place for your kids. So find a way to get that. Okay. The other thing I want to tell you is there's two different ways to work with me. I do um, a one-on-one coaching call or a consult call where you can call me and we can discuss all the stuff that's going on with you, with your family, things that are on the horizon that you're worried about. Again, I just have a lot of experience and a lot of intel that I am so happy to share with you. And what I do is I help parents get the path. I give you the path and I give you the steps on the path. And once you're on the path, you're usually off and running and just need a little bit of help for me, from me. So it's easy to do. The second thing that I do is I have a group of calls for two months. And this is the best way to get the most effective, more long-term path is a weekly call with me for two months. So I have a really good understanding of, of your kids, what's going on, what your goals are, what their um, unique things are, the unique goals you have for your family, how y'all function, all of that. And um, that also you can find on my website. So doesn't have to be overwhelmed. You can be on a smoother, struggle-free parenting path, and I can help. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 